Shalom to all. Today's office is Kusuf Sadi Dalad. We are starting Sadi Gilom with a base 12 lines up from the bottom with a brand new Mishnah. And today's office sponsor Lili Nishmas, Mars Miriam Sar, Basav Yaakov, Maisha, Hernish Shalom should have an Aliyah, El Lili Nishmas, Mars Fredichai Bela, Basav Yitzchak Tzvi, Hernish Shalom should have an Aliyah, and in honor of the art site of Mars Avigail, Basav Mardachai, Hernish Shalom should have an Aliyah, and she should be Melot Yerusha for her family and all of Kla Yisrael. And the Mishnah says, Mishal Yonasui Dalad Nashim, a man is married to four women. He has four wives, Umais, and then he died. Harishonah Kedem Slashnia, Ushnia Lishlishes, Ushlishes Larvias, the first wife, meaning the one that Ruvain married first, she gets to collect her ksuba before the second one, the second one before the third, and the third one before the fourth. However, the first one has to swear to the second one, second one to the third, and third one to the fourth. What are they swearing about? So we've had this previously. Each one has to swear that they don't have any property or anything from their husband, and what they're taking right now for their ksuba is rightfully theirs. They're not taking double, they're not taking more than what they deserve. Now what about the fourth one? Veravias, the fourth wife, she gets paid her ksuba without having to make a shvua because the previous one's already got their ksubas, so she doesn't have to make a shvua. However, Bananas, Aaron Bananas argues, and he says, just because she's the last one, she gains, and she doesn't have to make a shvua, even her, the fourth wife, she's only allowed to get paid her ksuba if she makes a shvua. Now, the reason why number one takes before two, and two before three, and three before four, is because each got married at separate times, and there's clearly a different date written on their ksuba. However, the Mishnah says, let's say their ksubas are all coming out on the same day, which means they have the same date written on their ksuba, if we can prove that one of them came before the other one, even by one hour, she's Zaycha. And in Yerushalayim, they used to write the hour on the Ksuba. So even though the Ksuba has the same day written on it, if one of them says 9 o'clock and the other one says 10 o'clock, so the 9 o'clock wife, she gets to collect before the 10 o'clock wife. But let's say, all of them have the same exact time written on them, or they just have the same date without a time. And there's only one money, they have to split it equally. Now the Gemara what exactly is Machlokas between the Tanakam and Benanas, whether the fourth wife has to swear? So our first suggestion is Amr Shmuel. He tells us Tzadi Dalad Amud Alf on the top. We're talking about a case where one of the fields that was collected by one of the previous wives turns out that it wasn't really Ruvain's field. So let's say wife number one collected a field for Aksuba, but it wasn't her husband's field and it was taken away by the person who it really belongs to. And the whole is if a Balchayv Ma'ochar came to collect before a previous Balchayv, is he allowed to keep that or not? Now we've already spoken about a Balchayv Ma'ochar. What is that? Ruvain borrowed money from Shimon on Sunday and from Levi on Monday. So Levi is a Balchayv Ma'ochar. And Levi is not allowed to collect from Ruvain until Shimon does. But let's say Levi did collect from Ruvain before Shimon did, and now there's nothing left for Shimon. Is Shimon allowed to take away what Levi collected? That's his question of Balchayv Ma'ochar Shakadim Vagava. Is it a valid collection? Tanakama Sarva the Tanakama holds Masha Gava Loi Gava. Whatever was collected is not a valid collection anyway. And this scenario that Shmuel just laid out is a perfect illustration of that. Number four collector at Ksuba. Number one's was taken away from her. So it turns out that number four is a Balchayv Ma'ochar Shakadam Vagava. She got before number one. That's not a valid collection anyway, so it's going to be taken away from number four for number one, and therefore there's no reason to make number four swear before she collects. But um, bananas over bananas holds masha gava gava. Whatever balchav ma'ochar collects is a valid collection. Therefore, number four would have to swear because once she collects this field, she wouldn't have to release it, even if number one's field is taken away from her. But now we have another suggestion. Everyone agrees that if a balchav ma'ochar collects something, it's not a valid collection, which means that number four would have to give the property back to number one. Over here, the whole machlekes is: Are we afraid that number four is going to ruin this field that she collects? Bananas holds that we are afraid that number four is going to ruin the field, since she knows that she very well might have to give it back to number one. She's not going to bother taking care of it. That's why she would have to make a shvua before she takes it.
We're not afraid that she's going to ruin it, so there's no reason to make her take a shvua. Now, our third suggestion is Abaya Amr. He tells us the Abaya Kashisha Ekebenayu, the Homachlikas is regarding what Abaya Kashisha said. Abaya Kashisha is Abaya the elder. He's obviously older than Abaya who we just quoted, so the Homachlikas is an Abaya Kashisha. What did Abaya Kashisha say? The Tani Abaya Kashisha, Yusayim Sha'amru. These are some that we've been talking about. Gedailim. It's even talking about Gedailim above Bar Mitzvah. And for sure, we're talking about Gedailim. Now, what we're referring to over here is a necessity for Abal Chayv to make a shvua to Yusayim before he collects from those Yusayim. So Abaya Kashisha is saying, is that of course Abal Chayv needs to swear to Yusayim that are Ketanim that they never collected, because how are these Yusayim who are Ketanim supposed to know? The Chiddush over here is that a Shvua needs to be made even to Yusayim Gedailim, even though there's definitely grounds to say that they ought to know about their father's affairs, and therefore they should know if he was paid back, still, Abai Kashisha holds, they would have to make a Shvua to Yusayim Gedailim. So that's Machlekes in our Mishnah as well. Tanakam Lesli the Abai Kashisha, the Tanakam doesn't hold of Abai Kashisha, and that's Machlekes in this Mishnah as well. Tanakam Lesli the Abai Kashisha, the Tanakam doesn't hold of Abai Kashisha, or Bananas Isli the Abai Kashisha, and Bananas holds of Abai Kashisha. According to Abai's explanation of our Mishnah, we're not speaking of where a field was taken by a Balchayv from a different wife. It's dealing with a regular case where the fourth wife is taking her ksuba from the property that the Yusayim inherited. All the Yusayim were adults, and the Machlekes is, does she need to swear to them? Benanis holds yes because he holds of a Baikashisha. Tanakama holds no because he doesn't hold of a Baikashisha. And a case related to our Mishnah, Amrav Huna, Hani Trey Achi Shutfei, two brothers or two partners, they had a din with another person. And only one of these partners or one of these brothers went to the din with that other party. And then the din was paskined one way or another. So the other partner or the other brother that did not show up to the Dintaira, he didn't show up to the court case, he's not allowed to tell the person whom they were up against, at lav baldvarm didiat, you're not my baldvarm, meaning I don't have to listen to the Pesach over here. I wasn't at the Dintaira, I wasn't at the court case, so I'm not listening to it. He's not allowed to say that. Rather, his brother or his partner was a his shliach for him at the Dintaira, and his partner or brother who wasn't there has to listen to what the Bezdin Paskin. Now, Ikler of Nachman Surah, of Nachman visited Surah, they asked him regarding this case, what's the halacha? Armelui told him, Asisani, it's our Mishnah. Wife number one swears to two, two to three, three to four. It doesn't say the wife number one has to swear to wife number three. My time, why not? Isn't it because two is doing the shlichas for three? By number two, having the shvua made to her, she's representing number three as well. So you see the partners and brothers that are in Din Taira, even if only one of them is there, he's representing the other one that isn't there. Then the Gemara says, it's not a raya. Me, dummy, is it really comparable? Hasam over there, shvul echad shvul emeo. Once a shvu is being made, a shvu to one person is the same thing as a shvu to a hundred people. So that's the reason why one can make a shvu to two and two to three, and we don't have to have everyone there. Because once she's making a shvu, it's a shvu for everyone. But Hoch over here, in the case of the partners or brothers, Amar, the fellow that wasn't there, could say, If I was there, to in I would have tied in much better. I would have brought a better lawyer. I would have said this and that, and then we would have won the case. So therefore, his partner or brother that was there is not representing him. Now, the Gemara just qualifies, This was only said, That's only if the fellow wasn't in town on the day of the court case. But if he was in town on the day of the court case, he should have come. And if he didn't come, it's his fault and he loses out. And the Gemara continues, Itmar was stated, two stars that are coming out on the same day. So we have two stars. Both stars say that Reuven sold his property. However, one star says that Reuven sold his property to Shemin. The other star says that Reuven sold his property to Levi. And these stars were signed on the same exact day. So we don't know who Reuven sold his property to, Shemin or Levi. Rav Amar Chalkin, Rav says that we split the property in between Shemin and Levi. Ushmul Amr Shmuel says, Shudadaini. We already had Shudadaini. That means the Psak is based off of whatever the Dain feels is correct. The Dain knows that Reuven and Shimon are really good friends and that Levi was really a dishonest real estate investor. So it makes sense that Reuven sold the property to Shimon and not to Levi. So therefore, the Dain is allowed to award the property to Shimon and not to Levi. That's a Shudadaini. Now, before we continue analyzing this Machlekes, we have to understand something. There's a Machlekes regarding a get. Do we say Ede Hasimo Karti or do we say Ede Mesira Karti? Karti is a lotion of Lichra, 
powers to cut or to sever. In other words, what gives the get its legal power to sever the bond between husband and wife? Is it the edim that are signed on the get, edi chasimakarti, or is it the edim that are present at the mesira, the handing over of the get, edi mesirakarti? So now that we know that, the Gemara suggests lema rav da amar meir da amar edi chasimakarti. Let's say that rav who holds chalken holds like rav meir that says edi chasimakarti. Why is that? Because since it's the edim that are signed, which gives this document its legal status, the fact that there's no indication on either star when during the day it was signed in the morning or in the afternoon, that tells us that there's a built-in suffix, so we'll say achleku, we just split the field. Or is it down on based on top Shmuel to Amr Kabbalazar? Shmuel clearly holds a Kabbalazar to Amr, he says Edim Asirakarti. And by holding Edim Asirakarti, that means that the Edim which are signed don't give it any legal power. It all depends on when the star was handed over. And the moment it's handed over is when the Kenyan took place, which means that only one person was definitely cut into this field and not the other. Therefore, the Dayan can decide who it most probably belongs to. Then the Gemara suggests Loi, that's actually not so. To call Amr Kabbalazar, really everyone holds a Kabbalazar that Edim Asirakarti, over here, what's Machlagas? Rav Savar Chaluka Adifa, Ushmul Savar Shudadani Adifa. Rav holds it's Baradu Chaluka. At least the person who's supposed to be receiving the field is getting 50% of it. Whereas Shmuel holds that Shudadani is better, that's because there's a big chance that the person who's supposed to be deserving it is getting 100% of the field. The Gemara says it can't be because Umi Matzah's Mukmas Layla Rav Krebelazar. Could we really say that Rav holds a Krebelazar? Vama Rav Yehuda Amar Rav. Rav Yehuda said, Bashem Rav, Halacha Krebelazar Begitin, the Halacha Krebelazar Begitin, that we say Edim Asirakati by a get. And Kamrisa Kameda Shmuel, when this was said in front of Shmuel, Amar Shmuel said Afbishtaris that we say Edimasirakarti even by a star. Mechlal that implies the Rav Savar Bishtaris Loi. The Rav holds that we do not say Edimasirakarti by a star, and we would say Edechasimakarti. So we can't say that everyone over here agrees to Rabalazar. The Gemara says you're right, Ella. Rather, Machvarto Rav Krabmeyer Ushmul Krabalazar, Rav holds a Krabmeyer, and Shmuel holds a Krabalazar. Now the Gemara asks, Mesa, we have a brass that tells us Beferash, Shnei Star Sayotimiam Echad, two stars that come out on the same day, meaning they were written and signed on the same day. Chalkin, we're going to split whatever's written in that star. Shmuel, this is a clear refutation to Shmuel. So the more answers, Amalcha Shmuel, Shmuel will tell you, Hamani Rabmeir he, who's that Brasa? It's Rameir. Banada Ami Krabalazar, and I hold like Rabalazar. The Gemara says that can't be because I Rameir, if that Brasa was Rameir, Ema Seifa. Let's take a look at the Seifa of the Brasa. The Seifa tells us, Let's say he wrote the Shtar to one person, meaning in the morning Ruvain wrote the Shtar to Shemin, but in the afternoon he gave it to Levi before he gave it to Shemin. So Zesha Masar Lai Kana, the one that it was given over to was Kainit. Now, but Rameir, if you want to say this Rameir, Amai Kana, why is the fellow who got the Shtar first? Why is he kind Ha'amar Rameir says, Edechasimakarti, and therefore the first one should deserve the star, even though he didn't get the star first. The star was written and signed for him first. So Gemara says, You're right, tonight it's Machlekes Tanayim. Is it better to say Shuda or is it better to make a Chalukah 50 50? The time you have a Brysa. Now, before we continue, we have to know what this Brysa is talking about. Ruben sent a Shuliach, his friend Beryl, to bring a gift to Shimon. So Beryl gets to town and finds that Shimon died. So Beryl turns around and comes back home and finds that Ruben also died. So right now it's currently unclear if Ruben would have known that Shimon died, would he have wanted the gift to be given? to Shimon's Yarshim, or would he have wanted it back, and that would mean that it should be given to Reuven's Yarshim. So the Brasset tells us, say, it has to be split. The Kanamru, and over here they said, what's over here? That's Bavel. Whatever that third party thinks is best to do, that's what he should do. Who's that third party? Beryl the Shliach. Beryl can decide what to do with it, which means, whatever he feels is best, that's what he should do with it. So we see it's Machlekes Tanayim, is Yachleku better, or is Shuda better? And a story about this, and pay attention to the names so you don't get confused. The mother of Rami Barchama, she wrote all of her nechassim over to Rami Barchama in the morning, meaning Rami's mother gave all of her nechassim to him in the morning. Laurta in the evening, she wrote them over to Marukva Barchama to her other son, Marukva. So we have two stars coming from Rami and Marukva's mother. The one that was written in the morning was for Rami, the one that was written in the afternoon was for Marukva. Who did the nechassim belong to? So also Rami Barchama, Rav Sheshes, Rami went to Rav Sheshes, Rav Sheshes established that Rami can keep the nechassim. Now, 
Nasam Ra'okvel Kameid Rav Nachman, Ma'okva went to Rav Nachman and Okmei Benachase. Rav Nachman said that Ma'okva can keep them. Now also Rav Sheshel Kameid Rav Nachman. Rav Sheshes who had paskin for Rami, he went to Rav Nachman who had paskin for Ma'okva. And normally Rav Sheshes asked Rav Nachman, My time over Marhachi, why did you do that? Why did you paskin for Ma'okva? So Amrulei Rav Nachman responded to him, My time over Marhachi, why did you paskin for Rami? So Amrulei Rav Sheshes told him, The Kadim, that's because he came first. So Amrulei Rav Nachman asked Rav Sheshes, Ata Yerushalayim Yasvinan, do we live in Yerushalayim the Kasvinan Shais that we write the hour on the star? Even though the star might have been written in the morning, since the hour wasn't written on the star, we assume that they were both written on the same date, and based off of that logic of yours, we should really pass in Yachleiku. So now Rosh Hashanah's response of Nachman, Elamar, my time of Avadachi, so then why did you, Rav Nachman, pass in from our Ukva? Amrulay, so he told him, Shudadaini, I pass in Shudadaini. Based off of what I thought made sense, I think that our Ukva deserves them. So Amrulay, Rosh Hashanah's told him, Anonami Shudadaini, I'm also passing like a Shudadaini, I feel like Rami should get them. So Amrulay, Rosh Hashanah told Rosh Hashanah, first of all, I'm a Dayan and you're not a Dayan. Rav Nachman is appointed to be a Dayan by the Rish Galusa and by the Yeshiva. So I, Rav Nachman, allowed to do Shudadaini, but you're not allowed to. Vaidim, furthermore, may Ikar Labatar's Hachi Asisla. Originally, when you told me why you passed in for Rami, you didn't say that you were passing because of Shuda. You said you were passing like Rami because Heshtar was earlier in the day. Well, that's faulty logic, like I'd already explained to you, and therefore, you have a wrong Psak, and we're not going to go with you. And a similar story. Hanu Cheshtar, the Asla Kamet Rav Yosef. There were two stars that came to Rav Yosef. Chad Havakasav Bacham Shabinisan. One of them had the date written on it, the fifth of Nisan. Vachad Havakasav Benisan Stama. And one of them, the date written on it, was Nisan plain, and there was no specific day in Nisan that was written on the star. Which means, in essence, this fellow sold the same property to two different people. Now, only one of them is the rightful owner. What about the second one? So the second one can go to the other Lukuchas and take their property from them. But the question is, who deserves this property? So, Okmei Rav Yosef Lahu de Chamsha Benisam Benachasim. Rav Yosef established that the one that had the star that said the fifth of Nisan, he gets to keep the property. Now, Amalei Idach, the other one said, Vano Afsid, what? I should lose out? So, Amalei Rav Yosef told him, At Yod You have the disadvantage over here. Why is that? Because Emo, we could say, Barchav Tas Benisan At, the really your star was written on the 29th of Nisan. And since technically we could say that your star was written on the 29th of Nisan, that means that this fellow, who has a star written for the 5th of Nisan, came before you, so he gets the property. So Amalei, the fellow told Rav Yosef, At least write for me a star tirfa from Iran on. If you're saying that it's very possible that my star was written on the 29th of Nisan, at least write for me that I'm allowed to take from Lekuchais from the 1st of Iran on. Since I have a star that proves that I bought this property, and right now there's no property to collect from, so at least let me collect from people that I bought property after the date that's written on my star. So Amalei Rav Yosef told him you would still be in a bind because Yachil Lemeimalecha, those Lukuchas could still tell you at Bar Chad Benison at that really your star was written on the first of Nisan, and if your star was written on the first of Nisan, that means that you should have taken that property that the fifth of Nisan guy took, which means that you better go back to the fifth of Nisan guy, take the property from him, and then he'll come to us to take properties away from us. So Rav Yosef was basically telling this guy you're stuck in between a rock and a hard place; you don't really have any way to collect the property. So now the Gemara asks my Takante, what are we able to do for this fellow? The answer is they could write harsha for each other. A harsha is kind of like a power of attorney. What would they do over here? So the fellow that has the fifth of Nisan star, he would write a power of attorney for the other guy that has his other star. This other fellow would go to Lukuchas and he would say as follows, look here, you owe me a property because you're one of the later Lukuchas, so you have to give me a property. And if that fellow says, oh, you're the first of Nisan guy, you take the property from the fifth of Nisan guy, and then I'll deal with the fifth of Nisan guy, he could take out his harsha, he could take out his power of attorney and say, okay, fifth of Nisan guy gave me power of attorney to collect for him. So we're going to look at it as if I collected his property from him, and now I'm representing him to take property from you to give it back to him. So either which way, this fellow that has a star that just says Nissan and it doesn't say any specific date in Nissan, he's covered and he's going to be able to collect property. We're going to stop here for the day. I pick up tomorrow with a brand new Mishnah. For now, everyone should have a wonderful day.